Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there. For home loan solutions that fit your life, Rocket can. What up? Welcome to Maggie and Perloff on this Wednesday. And you know... Perloff, on the one hand, I want to praise the college football playoff committee. Clearly, the power of the microphone uh, has worked. TCU finally gets the respect (laughs) that they deserve. They're fourth uh, in the college football playoff rankings. But that wasn't really the story. The, The playoff committee doing the right thing by TCU is not the story. What I thought the story was from the most recent rankings was just how far Alabama and Clemson, but I want to focus on Alabama for a second, how far they have fallen. Number nine now uh, in the college football playoff rankings. I thought that was actually a little higher than they might have been. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. yeah. There, but it would take they were a miracle. 10 at AP, yeah. It would, it, would, it would be a miracle for them to get back into the college yeah, football Yeah, yeah. They're, they're boxed out of the college football playoff. Not going to happen. Most likely the first time since the inception of the college football playoff that both Alabama and Clemson are not going to be in. And you know what? This is starting to feel a little different here for Alabama. And I know that people have predicted the fall of the dynasty and have been wrong. But this dynasty is on life support. And I don't think anyone would tell you you're wrong about that. I don't know if it's dead, but it's on life support. And now it's going to be up to Nick Saban to see whether or not, and might be things out of his control, quite frankly, to see whether or not the dynasty could actually continue its run. Because I'm looking at programs like Georgia, who looks like the new Alabama. I'm looking at Tennessee. What quarterback in the country would not want to go and play in that system? That's going to be attractive. I'm looking at LSU, which is always a sleeping giant, now with Brian Kelly. I'm looking at USC, who now is climbing in the rankings. We'll see what happens with them the rest of the way. I'm looking at Texas, who has an Arch Manning commit under their belt, and is going to be going to the SEC. It's just going to get harder. And I know Saban has you know, had these recruiting wars, but it feels like the others who are coming for the crown have legitimate cases here. I, I, what year is it, 2012 or is it 2022? Because this is the Tom Brady's falling off a cliff argument. Now, okay. <laughs> no, it's not. There's, a, there's a slight reality here. Nick Saban's 71. How long is he going to want to go? In this scenario where they fall off a cliff, he goes to his contract goes through 28. I know Greg McElroy said he might retire this offseason on Monday, but assuming he stays four more years, you don't think he's going to win another title. Is that what you're saying? Define your cliff. I think they will make another college football playoff. From there, I'm not sure. But 
I do not. I do not think they're going to win. I can't. Another title. I don't think you could say. I don't think you can say that they fall off a cliff if you think they could still win a title in the next four years. No, I guess I'll, I don't think they're going to win a title in the next five years. I yeah. don't. I don't think that Saban's going to win another one before he retires. I just think that ever, and I don't know when that's going to be. See, predicting when he's going to retire is like predicting when Belichick's going to retire. Well, These guys might do it into the grave. Who knows? Well, McElroy said it on Monday on ESPN that I think this is going to be it. He doesn't like NIL. Then Saban went out of his way to say that's not true. Right. Uh, and if he doesn't like NIL so much, he's got two amazing recruiting classes coming. He's doing something. I don't think NIL is as big a headache as he pretends it is. Is it? Well, that's interesting yeah. about McElroy that he would say that because saying it, and I, I appreciate him yeah. being honest if that's right. what he really thinks because that hurts recruiting. Right, well, because you don't know who's going to be the next coach yeah. of Alabama. This is what other coaches try to do on the recruiting trail to undermine Nick Saban, let alone one of his former players. But nothing is hurting them. They're dominating the recruiting trail still. So he's got these two good classes coming. So I think he's going to want to see that out. Okay, but look who else is, quote-unquote, dominating the recruiting trail. Texas A&M, dominating. Miami, dominating. Yeah, but those guys haven't really aged yet. Yeah, they could be really, really good. Miami's yeah. going to be really good. Maybe Miami's another sleeping giant now in the year of, in the age of NIL. But the other thing yeah. about it is, it's not so much about like the recruiting class. It's like, Saban, I think he really does despise NIL because he probably thinks that guys are coming to play college football for the wrong reasons. For, for, yeah, that's I totally agree with A stopover before you get to the NFL. That's what comes with the success of Alabama. Guys think like Kentucky basketball once upon it, and still now, just like come here and like John Calipari used to say, I will get you ready to go to the NBA. Saban never said that, but, but that's what Alabama's become synonymous with. So he hated spread football. He hated it. More than he hates NIL, he hated what Art Bryles and these guys were doing right. to football. He thought it was a joke. He thought it was basketball on a field. Sure. What's he do? He becomes an expert at spread football. He hates NIL. There's no doubt about it. But what's to stop Alabama? They are as well positioned as anyone else, including Georgia, to take advantage of NIL. So I don't see why that would push him out of the sport. Okay, but and I don't think any of these things, there have been great recruiting classes before. Saban's been down before. You know, we thought LSU with Joe Burrow, that team yep. was starting something, and Saban bounced back with Mac Jones, of all people, to win a title. He's done it in so many different ways. I don't see why he can't do it in a different way moving forward. Well, maybe that's possible. But there is a difference between deciding, like, you'll want to run a spread offense versus – NIL, which kind of cuts at, and I don't begrudge any of the players for taking the money. They were underpaid and they were not paid for so long. It was a joke. But it's something that cuts at the heart of your culture, your team building, and things like that about guys who are there for well, the right or the wrong reasons. Not like, are we running a spread offense? It's very that, different. Uh, I I, You're right uh, on the surface, but I think having a wide open offense, you know, they used to win early in Saban's career by beating everyone up. They were yes. a physical team. They had nobody at court. But they had I feel like Derrick Henry is like yeah. the ultimate, right, you right. know, just like pounding the ball with Derrick Henry. They had two-star recruits playing quarterback. Greg McElroy, yeah. A.J. McCarron, uh, Jake Coker. They had nobody at, at quarterback. Yeah. And they would just beat up the opponent. Now, yeah, that's the Georgia. the defense now. was awesome. So then Alabama, you couldn't win anymore because people adjusted to that. So what do they do? They reinvent themselves. And all of a sudden, they have three first-round receivers at every draft. Yep. Uh, so I think he can reinvent himself again. George is a problem. I'm not going to lie. He taught <laughs> Kirby think? Smart a little too well. Yeah. That's definitely a problem. Kirby but was all those taking other, notes. Yeah. All those other programs are not a problem. And look at this year. Saban said himself, how many points? They've lost two games by four points, both on incredibly hostile fields. Now, if the schedule had fallen in a different place and Tennessee had come to Tuscaloosa 
and LSU had come to Alabama, clearly those would not have been losses. And Georgia is going to run in the same problem in the future. Just the SEC is so competitive right now that if you get the wrong road game, it's going to kill you. You, Just like last year with Texas A&M. When they, who, they, who gave them a game again this year. Yeah. And then also, remember the game at Texas, which they almost lost. Like, this was only a few minutes away from being a complete and utter disaster of a season with four losses, which would have been unfathomable. But that's my point. It's, this season's considered a nuclear meltdown. And they've <laughs> yeah. lost two games well, that's by the four standard, points. But that's right. the standard in the bar that Alabama has enjoyed because yes. of their success. My my only point in saying that is they're not that far from that standard. You right. know, even when they were dominant, I, I read a stat. They, they were only number one preseason and won a title once in their entire run. So their number one preseason ranking this year, it's not that huge a departure from their past that they fell yeah. apart this year. Also, their quarterback hurt, hurt his arm. I think they have one major problem. I have a big problem. What's that? I do not like Bill O'Brien's offense. Well, and that's okay, yeah. but that's another thing too. Are gone. you are you here for the right reasons? Bill okay. O'Brien's gone. I know Bill O'Brien's going to get gone. a job. He'll be gone somewhere else. But like we're talking about right now, and I'm saying right now, I'm saying they can win next year and the year after that and the year after that. They are going to get back there. Okay, I but think. don't you think like the cycling through the offensive coordinators, like yes, I, they're it's all, awesome. they're all, <laughs> all right. I know they're all like head coaches in their own right. This is like Saban's, you know, basically rehab for coaches go there, and then you get hired. Right. It's awesome, but it's also like a constant sort of churn where now you don't like Bill O'Brien's offense or how they're running the offense. They don't have the receivers they had. But this churn has resulted in two titles, and I'm sort of arguing with you that I still think we're counting them out too soon, that mm-hmm. they could win another one. Dable, did Dable win a title there? I think he did. He might have, but yeah, I, I think 17 was Brian Dable. Yeah. Double-check that. You know, and then Lane Kiffin had a lot of success. Yeah. It's been it's been crazy. Shark was probably the best of the entire group. So I I just think I understand what you're saying. Yes, it does look. It does like, feel. Different. I'm not going to bet against Georgia over the next ten years. I don't want to say <laughs> that. I'm on. Uh, and I'm They've definitely not going to bet out. against them this year. But I think that sort of what you're implying is Alabama's done. We're not going to see Nick Saban win another title. I don't. I do not think so. I mean, if he if he retires in the next five years, which yeah, I mean, we'll how five long, years. How long is he going to coach? It'd be seventy six. Yeah. I mean, he looks good. He seems, you know, young or whatever. I'm, I haven't been around Nick Saban, but it's his prerogative. Yet at the same time, like, think about it. If you don't love what NIL has done to the sport, if you don't think that it's that guys are there for the right reasons, if now you're also having, you know, X's and O's issues, and you might not think it, but these other teams, like, you might think that this is just a flash in the pan or that they don't pose a real threat. I would beg to differ. Georgia, we know, obviously. But, like, LSU, now Tennessee. Like, I think about, you know, we talk about Why Tennessee. Tennessee? Because you mentioned they, they're running, like, this Art Bryles kind of offense, yeah. right? Josh Heupel does yeah. that. Well, what did it do? Got RG3, the Heisman. It might get Hendon Hooker, the Heisman. Like, what, now in the day and age of transfer portal, yeah. you're going to be able to, if any quarterback who's worth it is looking for a new place or is a reclamation project, hey, this is like Oklahoma. It used to be, like, quarterback, you know, you, all yep. these guys would come there. All of a sudden, they're in the Heisman race. Their profiles are getting raised even higher. That's what Tennessee could become. It could, a but so could a quarterback. hundred other places. I don't know. I just feel like, yes, there's a lot of things going on underneath Alabama. Yeah. There's a lot of changes in sport, but they've also, always if, survived every other sport. What if Deion Sanders takes the Auburn job? Oh. Well, I don't know if he's going to, but <laughs> Auburn is another thing even that's just standing there. 
Yeah, but I mean, first of all, you're talking about programs that have won titles in the last 10 years. So it's not like these are little sisters of the poor are going to suddenly be good. But Auburn having an elite year, LSU having an elite year, this never hurt the program long term before. These programs of all Florida was used to be the dominant program yeah. in the entire country. These teams have all had their chances, but Saban has been able to fend them off. And I understand this year is a bad year. You know, Bryce Young hurt his shoulder. Yeah. The penalties have been insane. I feel like a lot of that can be fixed. And how can we call him dead if he has a number one recruiting class coming in next year? I mean, I, it's not Notre Dame and Marcus Freeman getting a, a number one recruiting class. This is already a wildly talented Alabama team who's bringing in an incredible influx of talent, and he's good at the transfer portal. He got a lot of good guys this year. He's probably going to, I don't know, he'll get another quarterback himself because Bryce Young's going to the pros, right? Yeah. So I'm very curious to see what Alabama does at quarterback next year. Maybe they get the best guy. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Yesterday, the conversation was all about could a two-loss LSU team get into the college football playoff if they win the SEC title? I think you and I are both on the same side of that. Yes? Yes. <laughs> okay. But I, I, I heard, I'm saying yes. I know. I just Then I heard someone talking about if you have Tennessee there with one loss and they beat LSU 40-13, to 13, yes, I guess you have to put in LSU, but isn't that tough for you guys? Um. Yes, but yeah. I think that it's also like the end of the season push. Like if LSU were actually yeah. to do this, it would have started with Alabama. It would continue on to you would eventually beat Georgia in the SEC championship yeah, game. Like yeah. that would trump every yes. other, you know, any loss. That You're you right. Had. Time makes a big difference. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so if you were on the committee, no. you would you would have trouble uh, not giving them the, the I, I, I wouldn't be able to do it. But then again, like this committee has no criteria. So... What does it matter? How about three, we go back to what we talked about a couple weeks ago? Three SEC teams. Our third team, I think, was Alabama at the time, not LSU. <laughs> no, it's not going to be L- <laughs> It would be LSU now. Um, I, I still don't think so. Okay. What if it's one loss Tennessee and one loss Oregon? I think Oregon's got to be feeling great today. Yeah. Oregon wakes up. They're number six in the college football playoff ranking. They got to be feeling amazing. Ahead of LSU, rightfully so. They only have one loss. Mm, it's interesting. That's a tough choice. I, I don't want to be on the committee for that. A one-loss Oregon, a one-loss USC. You don't and a one want loss... to be on the committee. This is the easiest gig in the world to be on this committee. <laughs> you you have nothing. You get nothing but criticism. They're, if they leave a one-loss Tennessee off or a one-loss USC, it's going to be it's going to be hell to pay Wait, for that committee. Okay, but they what does it matter? They've they show you week after week that they can just move around the pieces yeah. on the chessboard as they see fit. Last week, TCU having to come from behind, that hurt them. They come from behind again in their win last weekend. Boom, move them up to number four on the list. Doesn't matter. I know, obviously, it's because Tennessee lost as well. But come on, and Clemson lost. But come on, like, there's yeah. no rhyme or reason to this. This is the easiest job ever. I'd I, rather do this than be a commissioner of a conference or something. I hope it all falls apart in the sense that I hope somehow every team that we have above Clemson yeah. loses and somehow Clemson gets back in the mix. <laughs> it's that not going to happen. I know, but it could be a one-loss ACC champion Clemson. I that, don't think it's enough. I know that I North know, Carolina I in, in the ACC championship game, I don't think it's enough. I just want them to be in a completely uncomfortable situation. That's all I want <laughs> is I want them to be rife for the worst mistake ever. A team that everybody thinks is bad to put in there. And it could happen. We're just shaping up to be an amazing final selection committee. It is going to be good. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Not because of the committee. That's not why it's going to be good. It's going to be good because of the college football team. No, it's only good if it's bad.
Right. Does that make sense? <laughs> sure. It's like a Thursday night football. <laughs> when Al Michaels says, this game is so bad, it's good. Something like that. Uh, we want to hear from you. Alabama, what does it look like to you? And if Nick Saban coaches for another five years, do you believe that he would win another title? I say no. Perloff says yes. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Want to hear from you. You can also find us on Twitter at Maggie and Pearl. Instagram, Maggie and Perloff. We've got a YouTube channel. Go find us there. You can watch the best of Maggie and Perloff. Coming up, which superstar could end up wearing the star on his helmet? Our cowboy quickie is next. Don't move. More Maggie and Perloff right after this. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. We're talking about the college football playoff selection committee's choices. Now, I'm rooting for utter chaos. And there's one scenario that people are not taking seriously enough. Okay, what's up? In a couple weeks, Georgia goes to Kentucky. Ah. Now, I actually have no idea what it means, but what if Georgia <laughs> okay. loses this game? Uh, because I think Kentucky's the toughest game they have left. What if they somehow lost that game? That would throw everything into utter and total chaos because then they'd have to win the SEC title game. What if Georgia has two losses? LSU has two losses. Alabama has two losses. Tennessee has one loss, Ooh. but doesn't go to the title game. This is the kind of thing I want. This is what keeps you up at night. I, I Maybe it's the math <laughs> of it all, but yes. <laughs> that is what turns me off from that topic. I just um, want that guy who goes on ESPN uh, and does the interview after the selection committee yeah. to just be asked a question that he simply cannot answer. <laughs> I want his head to explode <laughs> on national TV. Don't Doesn't everybody want this? So you don't want maximum awkward football. You want maximum awkward television. Yes, I, exactly. <laughs> explain yourself. I, I, I want that guy, yes. I want the ESPN crew to say, so explain how did you get Tennessee in there? And then for him to talk his way around, oh, it's great. <laughs> Meanwhile, the audience would be like, wait, what? You probably lost me 10 minutes ago. Let's hit the phones, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Our buddy Big Dave in Kentucky uh, is on the line. Dave, I don't think that the Crimson Tide will win another title under Saban. What do you think? Listen, before I get into that, I've got a very serious question for Perloff. Sure. Um, 
you know, of course, like most other folks, you know, I learned to love her love for the DP show. So I've got a really, really serious question. Is McLovin just off the table totally when it comes to <laughs> Oh, Maggie America and McLovin? wants to know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So we when gave we, some deep thought to it. When we started the show. Yeah. I, you know, I, I was never in love with the name McLovin for a couple reasons. One, you know, if I was on the verge of a Pulitzer Prize winning story, <laughs> being called McLovin would be bad. <laughs> Two, there was, a, there was a ceiling on what I could brand. Because say I became this breakout character who could sell t-shirts with myself on it. <laughs> There's no way I'm going to sell McLovin. McLovin from Superbad got that name long before me. <laughs> and there's 800 million things with McLovin on it. But I'll always be the other McLovin, Dave. And third of all, I'd be totally stealing from DP Show if we took McLovin. No, listen. No, listen. I get that. I'm not advocating, I'm not advocating you guys change the name of your show. <laughs> I'm just asking... From my personal perspective. Yeah. yeah, you can still call him it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Okay. Oh, man, God, I feel so much better. <laughs> oh, yeah, Dave. Yeah, Dave, we have a really good buddy. One of my best friends is a guy, Sully, who calls on the show. Yeah, friend of the and show. And he just so. cannot stop calling me McLovin. <laughs> and he got really mad you. when I said, can you call me something else? He, he refused. So nice, man. Would, be, be calling you something other than McLovin would be like calling my wife Fred. It just doesn't fit. Unless your wife's name happens to be Fred. Here's the thing. The college football analogy you guys are talking about. Yeah. To start with, no, there's no way Saban's there five years. I'll be surprised if he's there three years. Yeah. Two things. Number one, Georgia, the university. And listen, I hate the University of Georgia. I hate the University of Tennessee. I'm a Kentucky fan, obviously. The University of Georgia is the new, write this down, you heard it here first, the new University of Alabama. Yep. Uh, plain and simple. And listen, I think here's the thing. You, know, you can debate whether or not um, Saban has, has slipped and he's slipping and he's losing this, that, and the other. I think the reality is that the rest of college football, with the help of NIL and transfer portal and things like that, I just simply think that the rest of college football has finally caught up to Alabama. Yeah, and you know, Dave, I think it's. I think you're right. I think it's all of that. And I think that all dynasties do come to an end. I mean, six titles at Alabama. This has been a hell of a ride here. It's not like this. Nick Saban will forever be known as the all-time winner in college football. This is not a bad thing. I think it's just a reality. No one stays on top forever. Totally agree. Dave, Maggie, you guys really don't <laughs> think Alabama's going to reload? I think you got to no. be very careful. And No. And yeah, no. I, I, who's I George's listen. quarterback Here's next year, by the way, guys? Like, don't worry. They'll take care of that. They can find I, another Stetson Bennett. Yeah, so George is going to just win five titles in a row? Is that what's going to happen? Because I'm telling you, someone's going to be George. George is going to have to go to one of these madhouses next year. They're going to have a target on their back. They almost lost to Missouri this year. What are we even talking about? Yeah. Georgia is not all of a sudden the, the 1970s Steelers. I'm telling you, Alabama's going to reload and be right in the mix. No, I agree. And, Dave, thank you so much for the call. We always appreciate your insight. I think that the... Like, look at what Georgia also did, though. First game, out of the shoot. Not little sisters of the poor. Not warming up like Michigan does or whoever. They come out of the gate with Oregon, put the smack down on Oregon. Now, to Oregon's credit, they have come all the way back here, and that is a distant memory. But I appreciate you talking about Georgia going into a madhouse or something like that. I don't think they care. Look at what they're doing to the first game of the season. They're not scared of this. Uh, first of all, they probably scheduled that game in 2014. Well, so. I mean, okay. <laughs> uh, I don't it, even. It proves my point game, right now. They're Georgia, and wasn't that game? That game was in Atlanta. Listen. That was good. So what he was coming from. <laughs> 
Oregon, Eugene, Oregon, and playing in Atlanta. And one team was coming from Athens, an hour and a half outside of Atlanta. I'm, I'm sorry, that does not strike me as the bravest scheduling choice in the history of the world. By the way, someone double-checked. That was Atlanta. Uh, it was in Atlanta, yes. We know it was. But I I don't think that Georgia's going to have and a problem with the Bad One more thing. They yeah. knew who – Oregon's quarterback was Bo Nix. Yeah. Who was – not just 0 for 2 against Georgia. He had he had zero oh, touchdowns and nine picks. Oh, for a lifetime. <laughs> he was he couldn't even move the ball an inch on them. So no no. But no. congrats no, to Bo Nix because gonna, he's now in the Heisman conversation. Yeah, but I am not gonna yeah, because he's out of the SEC. <laughs> I, I am not gonna give credit to Georgia for that. And I just I think Alabama's yes, you I do agree maybe they've come back to the pack a little bit, but do you think they're they're not gonna be top of the pack? Even this year it's been a disaster and they've lost two games by four points. And it could have Big been game. four. You said uh, the the whole era is over. Remember, they were in the title game. And they were beating Georgia in the fourth quarter last year. Oh, it's not like they have been gone from the scene. And I remember that was dubbed by people inside the building, and I believe it was Nick Saban himself who called it a rebuild. And the fact yes. that that was supposed to be the rebuild, I thought, man, the hubris on someone and earned—that's earned ego, Rebuilds right there. Take time. <laughs> yeah, that's earned ego to say you got all the way to the national championship game with it with the team you're rebuilding with. But this was supposed to be the juggernaut. And sometimes preseason expectations don't come true. But it was inside the building. This was supposed to be the juggernaut, not us pundits outside who don't have all the information that was coming from inside the mothership. Well, yes. listen, listen, they, they lost Jalen Waddle. They lost Henry Ruggs. They lost Jerry Judy. They lost John Mechie. Well, and what, who many, did Georgia lose? How many guys went to the NFL from Georgia's defense? A historic number. Yes. Like all 11 of them. And wait. <laughs> yes. All 22, in fact. Yes, it was all, every guy on the offense and every guy on the <laughs> yes. defense. Yeah. yeah, and Georgia got lucky because they had Tennessee coming to their house. And they, they we'll see. And this, this season's not over either. That's the other thing. Georgia well, might be the best team. But I don't think there's such a huge separation between everybody right now. I, I think Alabama's – they got the number one class next year. They're going to find – uh, they'll find another quarterback after Bryce Young. I'm telling you, if he sticks around, he's going to win another title because he's Nick Saban. Yes, Sam. So here, here's the thing. I don't think anyone's saying that Bama's not going to recruit well and Bama's not going to be good, but the reality was that Bama was just consistently, year after year, just the best every single year. Now it just feels like they didn't win the title every year. They won. No, but they were in that like top two or three every single year. They were year. number and one it, preseason. They're number yeah. nine now. They're going to be number one next year. So, so the point isn't that they can't no, still be, be there, right? The well, point wait, 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 no, 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 no. Who's Georgia's quarterback next year? They're not going to be number Brock one. Vandegrift, who was like the number four quarterback, so you, number three quarterback uh, last year. He's a, now, he's a freshman. You positive Georgia. That's gonna, a good quarterback name. Yeah, yeah. He's a five star <laughs> recruit. But wait, what year is he? He he's a freshman now. So he's the third string now, but he'll be the starter probably next year. And he was a five-star quarterback. He was a top 20 overall recruit, top three. And who's Georgia losing this year's draft? But Pro- we said that last year. Probably a few guys. But but here's the point. Those great teams will retool. And what my point, and I think what Maggie's saying, isn't necessarily that Bama is going to fall off and that Saban won't be able to do these things. It's more that there's other teams that are catching up to them. Yeah. A&M is catching up to them. Georgia's catching <laughs> well, up to them. I, I stopped saying A&M because uh, <laughs> well, I said that before. Recruiting. Recruiting-wise. Recruiting. But, there yeah. are teams that are catching up with them recruiting-wise, and there are other teams. Like, Tennessee was never in the conversation. Georgia, on, 10 years ago, wasn't in the conversation. These teams are starting to build programs. Tennessee up. wasn't in the conversation two and a half months ago. They weren't even in the top 25. <laughs> yeah, so but, ten- sudden, but Tennessee, if you, think of, if you think about Tennessee as a program. Put it on the big board, Stu. Samter and Maggie think. Alabama will never win again, and I well, think not that, never win again. Yeah, but I'm not saying that they'll never win again. And, not and, understatement. And I'm not going necessarily with with Maggie per se that he it won't win in the next are. five years. But what I, what I am saying is, whereas Bama was the clear cut dominating force in college football for a decade and a half or a decade, 
they're not going to be as dominating. They might still win, but they're not going to be this dominating force. Teams are catching up with them. So when Joe Burrow and LSU ran the table, did you have all these same thoughts? No. No, because here's the thing. You have Bama versus the field. Every year there's going to be a different team that has that year, whether it's LSU or it's Tennessee or it's Georgia or it's A&M or Clemson or Notre Dame. Every year there's going to be a couple teams that have those years that are just going to beat Alabama, and it's just going to happen. Bama is just not the... <laughs> Stu's giving you a side-eye there on the Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> Notre Dame got me. I was like, oh, I don't think they're being Bama. <laughs> All of a sudden, Stu just slinked out of the studio. You know, how many of those teams have Let's beat? wait. Let's see what no, happens. No, Notre Dame has a number one, had a top recruiting class this Let's year. Let's see what happens. Notre uh, Dame's turned around their season. Notre Dame right now currently is number one for 2024 as well. But it's still very early. Actually, yeah. I mean, I think... Uh, I think Alabama and Georgia, I don't know. I have heard that Notre Dame thing, but I just looked at the recruiting this morning. I think Alabama was like a strong number one next year. So, I mean, it's not nothing. I'm not saying they're not going to win. I'm just saying that it's going to be much harder for them to win because teams are finally catching up to them. There was a six or seven year period where nobody can compete with Alabama consistently. Maybe they would beat them because they got lucky in a game, but nobody can compete with them. Now teams are catching up. All right. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. We will get to the Cowboys news. We're going to do that in just a moment. Big game. Well, I want this game to mean more, but the Green Bay Packers have not held up their end of the bargain here. (laughs) Dallas going into Green Bay. This should be a really big deal, but because the Packers have lost five in a row, it isn't. That doesn't mean there isn't Cowboys news, though. We have tons of it. We're going to give it to you in just a moment. Don't move. Time for a CBS Sports Update. Here is Rich Ackerman. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's time to ask the pros where you, the listener, gets to ask us a question brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Simply check out cbssportsradio.com slash askthepros or tweet your question at cbssportsradio using the hashtag askthepros. Be listening later in the show when we might answer your question. I've been very busy during the break. Do you know how many uh, five-star recruits are coming to Tuscaloosa next year? Five. Do you know how many are going to the rest of the country? Seven. <laughs> so that's just all we got for next year. Sorry, Samter. All right, Alabama guys, hater. What did this radio show turn into a message board? Yeah, <laughs> that's what it sounds like. <laughs> did you turn me onto that Twitter feed? The, oh, the uh, message board geniuses, oh, the best. It's honestly the only Twitter feed I like to read anymore. They, it's uh, excellent. I don't yeah. know who's behind it. No clue, but it's endlessly entertaining. They go about nine levels below where everybody else does. You know, their conspiracy theories have conspiracy theories, and they all sound great. It is wild. Uh, we'll we'll get a couple of, of choice ones for you while we talk about this quickly. Um, just some news. According to Adam Schefter, Matt Stafford, Matthew Stafford, is in concussion protocol. Yeah, I did not realize that he got hit. Um, I don't remember a specific hit in the Bucks game that he would have gotten the concussion. Uh, so their next game is the 425 window, Eastern that is. Rams hosting the Cardinals, both teams coming in with just three wins. You were thinking for the Rams, like, that should be a winnable game for them, right? I don't know mm. if this Rams season is totally lost, but... The Cardinals, I mean, the Cardinals are. A we mess. don't know if their season is lost either. Yeah, yeah. 
could be a get right game for one of those teams. This, so Pearl off though. I was like, man, Matthew Stafford's in concussion protocol on the break. It's like, who's their backup? John Wolford? And Love goes, oh, he's good. I was like, of course you would think remember that. When but it was, it's not even to... Wolford. It's someone else. Remember when it came? Oh, yeah, he's somewhere else, isn't yeah. he? Remember when it came down to him and Jared Goff, who was going to start in the playoff game? And, oh, it is and Wolford. Oh, I'm sorry. Everybody knew that it should have been Wolford, and uh, they went with, <laughs> I think they went with Goff, right? <laughs> yes, they put Goff back in, I feel like. Yeah, that was the, the season, yeah. biggest mistake. But then, uh, is that the year? I think Goff beat Russell Wilson in the first round. Anyway, yeah, you, are you kidding me? A 5'11", spunky backup quarterback? <laughs> Give like me some. catnip for a pro lot. Yeah, Taylor Heineke, John Walford. Hopefully not for you, Case Keen. By the way, your composure today about not mentioning a certain UCL. Uh, thank you. Josh Allen's UCL. The medication is working. Let, we will hit the bills in just a moment. Uh, let's get to our cowboy quickie for today. Well, as far as pitches go, this is the best one you can possibly make to Odell Beckham Jr. Here is Jerry Jones making an appeal to OBJ on why he should sign with the Cowboys once he's healthy. Odell is someone that uh, we have all the appreciation in the world for what he is as a competitor and uh, know that uh, the Cowboy star on that uh, helmet when he puts it on uh, could look pretty good. Oh, yeah. Appeal. Right to, you want to get more famous. Yeah, yeah. If that's possible for Odell Beckham Jr., add the star on your helmet, and you're now finally in your rightful places but I above think, the sport. Don't you think Jerry was negotiating here? He's basically saying, take $2 million less. Because Jerry wouldn't even pay Amari Cooper. <laughs> I don't think true. he's going to I don't think he's gonna write the biggest check for Odell. Yeah, but Odell's not getting that kind of money, right? Well, why do you think Odell's getting all these stories out there about... Because his... he's a fantastic marketer. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm saying. He's, yeah. get, he's working to get his salary up. So he's getting the Chiefs in there, probably your Bills, yep. maybe the Rams again. He was back in the Giants facility. It was like, yeah. whoa! No, I no, don't no. think that's going to happen. So I think he's trying to push up a salary, and Jerry's trying to say, take a little hometown discount here in Dallas. I know it's not his hometown, but it soon could be his hometown. <laughs> yeah, I think New Orleans is yeah, his hometown. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right. I think this is going to be marketing money will make up for the lack of money Jerry wants to pay him. Because Jerry's bizarrely cheap in his later years here. He wouldn't pay Amari Cooper, which is still the biggest head-scratcher the entire calendar year. Not just that, but how they like quibbled with Dak Prescott for an yes. extra year, ended up kind of backfiring on them. I mean, offensive line stuff, definitely, which has been good. They've been good drafting, but... Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. The Randy Gregory thing, which came down to a con, like language in the contract. I something did crack me up. I have to find the tweet. Some some fan said, "Hey, Odell, don't go to Dallas. Come to Kansas City." And Odell tweeted back, "Keeping all my options open." You know, Odell is just creating yeah. a market. It's kind of like when I tried to do when I was a single male walking into a bar. <laughs> oh, just yeah. be like options open. Yeah, and I'd be like, you know, yeah, there's a lot going on here. You just try to pretend there's a lot of interest when there's not. <laughs> Maybe that's the other thing. Odell <laughs> Odell got hurt February thirteenth towards ACL. Yeah. Does anyone know if, if he's still good? Sure. I mean, here's the thing about Odell. I don't think anyone's gonna be giving him any kind of long term deal. So it's gonna be for a year, and then if he makes one big catch for you in a playoff game, isn't that worth it? But I think that Odell's gonna want six million dollars or something for this seven game stretch. Fine. 
You you pay okay. Yeah, six million. I thought you were saying like he wants sixty million <laughs> over five or something like that. I don't know how delusional he might be about his future. But it's at six million where you did not come to any camp. You don't really know the playbook. <laughs> I just think don't care. <laughs> One hand catch, please for me. So uh, if it's uh, if it's for the Bills, just on the road, yeah. probably in Tennessee or something. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're trying to sell that contract to your bosses, just. Pull up YouTube and say, "Do you remember this catch by Odell?" Yeah, yeah. Or Give him the six million. His playoff run with the Rams last year—that's yeah. your Cowboy Quickie. <laughs> so now you have Mike McCarthy going back to Lambo this week, which oh. is interesting because Aaron Rodgers was talking about this on Pat McAfee show on Tuesday, and he can't wait to see Mike McCarthy. I'm going to give him a big old hug. I can tell you that yeah. much. I'm excited to see Mike. Shared some messages the past uh, past couple weeks, and I know it means a lot to him to come back. I really do hope the reception for him is as warm as it, it needs to be. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm glad that the, it appears that they are friendly now, but I had a totally different view of what Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy's relationship was while they were both with the Packers and then afterwards. I thought that Aaron Rodgers always resented Mike McCarthy. I thought that he, going back to draft night, leaving him in the green room for four and a half hours because they thought Alex Smith in San Francisco was a better quarterback and Mike McCarthy was the offensive coordinator. I thought it started there Mm. and then went to the point where Aaron Rodgers was basically audibling and calling his own plays and calling his own games at the end in Green Bay. It got to the point where... You know, I'm reading articles by our buddy Ty Dunn at the end with Mike McCarthy about how Aaron Rodgers didn't think sources close to Aaron Rodgers, and I believe Ty has excellent sources, thought that Aaron Rodgers thought Mike McCarthy had a low football IQ and didn't respect him because he didn't feel like he was making the right choices. He would put plays in that never worked in practice, like setting up the Packers. Like, I always thought the Mike McCarthy with Aaron Rodgers was all about regret. Like, what you didn't do together because you only won one title. And that should have been easily at least two. Probably should have been more like three or four considering how talented. No, I mean, it's totally weird that Aaron Rodgers is going to have reports out there that throw a coach under the bus or throw a teammate under the bus (laughs) or throw a family member under the bus. Do you understand half your equation is Aaron Rodgers who is throwing every single human being. He's throwing you under the bus right now somewhere. I don't even know Aaron Rodgers. Don't you have a different perspective on him throwing Mike McCarthy under the bus now that what we've seen of him since McCarthy left? It's just been throwing this person under the bus, throwing that person under the bus. He he had a conflict with Mike McCarthy, widespread reports. Then he had a conflict with the front office who drafted Jordan Love, widespread reports. Now he has problems with his teammates. Now he is, you know, he doesn't get along with his family. Clearly, Aaron Rodgers has a lot of problems with people. So I have trouble believing that Mike McCarthy shares uh, most of the blame for that relationship souring because it's clearly Aaron Rodgers cannot keep any relationship sour. Okay, I can see where you could come to that conclusion because you had some good points there. I guess I would just look at how Mike McCarthy was coaching this team in some really critical and crucial moments. I mean, I always thought what ended Mike McCarthy's tenure in Green Bay was the NFC Championship game in 2015 when he kicked two field goals from the one-yard line. Like, where all of a sudden you have Aaron Rodgers and yet you are calling the most conservative uh, game plan possible. Now, maybe the NFL has gone too far the other way now where guys are going for it all the time on fourth downs and stuff like that, but... I just thought that Rodgers, I thought most people understood where Rodgers was coming from, from a football perspective, that 
McCarthy had gotten stale that he didn't do enough to maximize right. Rodgers and his talent. Right, right. But obviously Rodgers has a huge problem with Matt LaFleur when he got there. Did not did not get along with him. Said mean things in public. Obviously, the irony is now everyone wants Aaron Rodgers to move aside so they can run the ball in every play. Yeah, well, now it's a different time. <laughs> yeah, but it's not really, though, because Aaron Rodgers is always going to have a conflict with his coach. And the playoff yeah. losses, what's the common ingredient of the LaFleur playoff losses and the Mike McCarthy playoff losses? Aaron Rodgers? No. Why yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, you think that he's more to blame? Well, I mean, it's funny because I he, blamed him for the game in San Francisco, but you didn't like that. <laughs> well, no. Against San Francisco, rather. I agree. I mean, it's been the run defense, actually, but there's yeah. been a common ingredient. Obviously, he didn't get over the hump with Mike McCarthy. He ran into the same exact problem with Matt LaFleur. Well, they, they did get over the hump, but just once. Right, right. Didn't later in the later yeah. on he lost some titles, lost some uh, NFC title games that they should have won. But I don't know. I just I I look back at that Mike McCarthy time, and yeah, you know, your message gets old after ten years. Yeah. But McCarthy sounded awful in that relationship. But now I'm realizing, you know what? Rogers makes a lot of people sound bad. Yeah. He did not like Lafleur when they first got there. That was very clear. Well, also they didn't like. Uh, remember the the one story that had was that came out in Ty's article was that Mike McCarthy was not either not showing up to meetings or showing up late to meetings, especially ones on Saturday before you're putting the in, like you're going over the final game plan because he was secretly getting a massage up in his office because not like a Deshaun Watson style, but like I suppose (laughs) nothing like that, (laughs) but just that there was a massage therapist. They would sneak up through like a back staircase in the organization. So while the meeting's going on, the head coach couldn't, you know, couldn't bother to be there. Let me ask you a question. That, that's that's rough. What is the lasting impact on Rodgers' rivalry if McCarthy gets to the Super Bowl this year? <laughs> is that like a Belichick-Tom Brady situation? You know, I'm surprised we don't think about They didn't have an, enough success for us to think about it that way. But considering the egos, the pride... You know, all of that, it probably, it's a less successful version maybe of the Tom Brady, Belichick. But I think because of Mike McCarthy, Mike McCarthy is just sort of low-key. Like, he does not raised to the level of nobody thought about who's better Rodgers or McCarthy. <laughs> no, I, no, no. Where we all debated no Brady versus Belichick. Yeah, yeah no, no, no. and I think Mike McCarthy, we kind of laugh at a little bit that he went into those meetings with the Cowboys and said he's been studying all 32 teams and then later Mitty just made that up <laughs> on the spot. Yeah. But the, the thing about that though is I, and again, just going back to like the end of the McCarthy era, I think a lot of people, maybe that's what Mike McCarthy projects in public, but behind the scenes, he was someone who actually thought he was this great innovator of the game had talked all the time about how he worked with Joe Montana, you know, had done like those kinds of things like that somehow Joe Montana, like the irresponsible for his success. I mean, who would ever buy that? You're everyone's going to roll their eyes at you. Well, I, I McCarthy, when he came in was, was a b- incredible fresh uh, breath yeah. of fresh air there. He resuscitated Favre at the end yeah. of his career. And then he built Aaron Rodgers. He obviously, he's got real chops. Definitely has real chops, it, it, it but no one talks apart. about him like Belichick on the defensive no, side, no, no, like no, no, that no. he's the offensive I always version. feel like he's Andy Reid light. I, you know, he came from that staff. I, I, I kind of, or no, did he, was he with that staff? I guess he wasn't with that, that staff. Is in San, like yeah, you're right. He was in San Francisco, yeah. but he seems to come from that same West coast mentality. I, yeah, I, I think McCarthy, if he wins here, it's an incredible sort of 
uh, clap back at Aaron Rodgers. Definitely. Yeah. But you're also getting a Packers team at their absolute lowest point. Yes. Like you cannot be, you could feast on this team now. Hell, the commanders feasted on them. Yeah. The Jets beat them 27-10. The Giants beat them. Yeah. 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 The Lions just beat them. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, you're right. This is a good time to take advantage. But you know how narrows are formed. If somehow Mike McCarthy goes on a run here, then they're, they're definitely going to hold that against Aaron Rodgers. It's, you, how we, it's how we do things. We weigh people against their former employers. Well, you're so right about that. But the other part is, like, Rodgers is saying, man, I hope, like, the fan base is nice to McCarthy. It's like, dude, they're ready to boo you. <laughs> they're not booing McCarthy. They want you, like, taking a seat to see what Jordan Jordan Love yeah, has. Yeah, yeah. Like, Aaron, I know. Like, That's I, a great point. I, they're closer to booing you than they are McCarthy. Would you waste your energy booing Mike McCarthy no. if you were at Lambeau? Also, and how do you boo him? He's having a winning season. There's a street named after him. It's like a, a minute away from the stadium. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, I would. I would. I'd be worried about boos in the, and I don't think Green Bay is a real boo I, town. It's a midwestern town. They probably wouldn't boo anyone. But they have to be depressed about this. I see it on social media. Packers fans have their hair on fire. They well, are they're so not used upset. to this. I mean, no. they, yeah. They're trying to figure out who to blame. And it seems like Rodgers, seems like the LaFleur, front office. Certainly the front office. Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably the number one target, not getting any wide receivers. Yeah. How about Rodgers on McAfee? I didn't ask you guys to pull this one, but he's like, I, he's like, yeah, you know, nothing happened at the trade deadline, but, you know, there's still like another, there's still a possibility to, to still trade for someone. And everyone's like, <laughs> I don't know about that. He's like, I might be wrong about that. It's like, I think the front office, are they lying to you and telling you there's another trade deadline? <laughs> Do you think about the MLB, like, waiver? Yes. <laughs> waiver non-waiver. trade deadline? <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, no, no the, the Rams got Odell Beckham because they released him. And it went through, yeah. I've always wondered about that post-MLB trade deadline. What's it called? The non-waiver The period? non-waiver. They took it away, though. Yeah, yeah. It's gone. Oh, they took yeah. it away? It's they, they took it away, I think, starting last so year. So Rogers has, has the wrong sport in the wrong year. <laughs> Other than that, he's doing great. He's doing great, guys. 855-212-4CBS. Ooh, coming up, Perloff goes against the grain in a very special way. Don't move. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.